ever worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Monday, and you know what that means? It is time for the newest episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything, whether we talk about books, video games, toys, movies, anything and everything, little towns in the town of England, it doesn't matter, we've got you covered here on the It's Canon Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and this week I am joined by Phil. Hello, hello. And the return of the one, the only, the OG host, Tyler. Will I die first or will my voice? Let's find out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Whether you're coming from the It's Canon feed or the Sunday Night's Main Event Patreon feed, we thank you so much. Gentlemen, New week, new day, new recording. Let's get this done. How are you doing, Phil? I'm doing great. Just had a wonderful weekend. <laughs> Sickness swept through the house. <clears throat> what can I say? <laughs> oh, I already got you. We're, oh my we're God. two minutes in. I already got you. <laughs> oh, my God. Watch anything interesting, Phil? Hell yeah. I watched Clarkson Farm season two. It's like deja vu. All over oh again. Oh my god. Oh, what a day. What a day. Honestly, yeah. So yeah, we were talking over the weekend. So yeah, so you've been watching that show. Uh what else has been going on? Uh you know, playing playing a lot of games and whatnot. So I I've been dipping into the old dead space there, the remake. That came out on the PS5. I made the conscious decision to buy it on that because I wanted the haptic feedback and, you know, it, it's like 3D audio versus Dolby Atmos. I don't know. I just chose one. And uh, I went with PS5 because I haven't fired that up too much lately for gaming. And, uh, yeah, I returned it to its vertical position after the whole liquid metal snafu that went on. And that thing is a wide beast when you try to put it horizontal in my space. Oh, yeah. So I'm just like, nope, we're going vertical. Who cares? It's out of warranty anyway. So I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm living on the dangerous edge. But since I've never opened up the APU, I'm assuming that the liquid metal will keep on liquid meddling. All right. So what are you referring to for anyone who has their system horizontal? Because I know a lot of people do. Okay, so horizontal, it came out a few weeks ago that horizontal is probably the preferred position for the PlayStation 5 because it uses liquid metal on the core, on the APU core. 
So this is the central processing unit, not the graphics, but basically this is something that Xbox doesn't do. Xbox uses thermal paste and past PS PlayStation products have used if they have any cooling type of liquid type stuff, it's paste normally. So with the PlayStation 5, they decided to make the decision, as we've all seen when you look at a teardown online, there's a lot of copper piping and other such vents and whatnot inside of the thing. But what they did was they surrounded the APU with a little sponge and they put liquid metal on this on the APU. But they press it in so hard that the sponge doesn't really do anything. It's more so to pressure to buffer the pressure of the heat sink is my understanding because we're talking about liquid metal being applied on the APU and the heat sink to the point where it just creates like this micro layer. And that's just meant to pull the heat away from the chip. So it, it almost looks like liquid mercury. Right. So anyhow, they said that people who stand their PlayStation fives upright, the liquid heat will drop or the liquid metal will drop in the APU towards gravity. So it will basically, but that's not true. It turns out like this is happening to people who went out and messed around with their APU. So they took the heat sinks off and they reapplied liquid metal and they put too much of it in. And that started this issue of vertically standing the PS5 and having these odd heat failures. So basically, if your PlayStation 5 isn't giving you heat failures, if your PlayStation 5 has been standing for the past two years like mine has, Odds are you're fine. <laughs> so unless you opened you it up any, and messed yeah. around with it, unless you opened it up and messed around with heat sinks, right? So, so you recently actually upgraded your your um, your memory on it, right? Your internal hard drive on it. Yes, I went to a uh, NVMe uh, hard drive, another one terabyte. So I slapped that in, very much reminiscent of my computer technician days in replacing RAM. So even more easy it's just uh, the biggest thing is there's a little screw you have to put in the offset and make sure that whatever nvme ram module you get or ssd you get that it has an internal heat sink that's compatible with the playstation so i went with western digital yeah i don't know top of the line for thing. stuff like that honestly you're just better off spending <clears throat> extra cash getting uh, Western Digital, like something of name, something that you're comfortable with, something you've used in the past. Uh, you know, that's something that I wouldn't really want to cheap out on. Yeah, I, I went to like the local Best Buy because I, I don't even want to buy it off of Amazon. Yeah. Just in case people are part swapping and, and package tampering. So I went to Best Buy and I just walked up to the Geek Squad table and I said, I noticed that you have this this uh, SSD on sale. And I asked the guy straight up, I'm like, is this going to work on my PS5? And the guy's like, dude, it says right on it, it's made for game consoles. So he's like, it's PS5 certified. And I'm like, okay, great. Th thanks. You know? Cool. How I'm much does that set you back? If you don't mind me asking. I, I believe it was about 189 That's not bad. No. Four terabyte. That's, yeah. yeah. You know? And, and for one of the premium drives, this thing, its sustained rate under test is faster than the drive that's included with the ps5 so whoop to do yeah very cool. so whoop to do 
Well, I just expect that that's, I don't know, like it's hard to trust onboard diagnostics, but they're better than no diagnostics. So debatable. Yeah. Volkswagen has some some responses. That's a good point. Uh, But anyhow, so I've been, I've packed that thing full. Like I unloaded my hard drive, my external hard drive that had PS5 backups on it where you could move them to that, but you couldn't play them off of that. So I restored a lot of gaming, but it's the same thing. You know, I've got two terabytes on my Xbox Series X and you get to a point at which you have so many games that you get paralyzed. You just don't play any of them except for the one or two that you play. You know what I mean? Too much variety. I just find that the worst mistakes I make are when I go to these PlayStation stores and Microsoft stores and I notice that there's three or four games on sale and then I buy all three or four because they're on such deep discount and I kind of leave them alone. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Why did I buy Diablo 2? <laughs> like, I played that game so many years ago. I'm so sick of it. I can just remember all the scripting and everything. Deckard Kane and all this crap. And I'm like, eh, why did I buy it? Oh, it's new fancy graphics. Oh, but still. I don't know. I'm I'm just a sucker for that stuff. You know that, Boris. Oh, big time, big time, very big time. No, that's very cool. Um, yeah, that's something that I'm actually going to probably do in the next few months is upgrade that hard drive. Is just uh, I'm always iffy to do stuff like that. Just I I know I can do it. And I know it's easy. It's just there's, there's something in the back of it, my mind, right? It's it's literally just a piece of tin plate in yeah. there. It's undoing a screw. It's undoing the second screw that has a spacer. You put the drive in, whatever drive format it is. You line up the spacer, screw it down. I'm like, is it harder or easier than PS4? Way easier. Yeah, there you go. Because it's literally just a panel. Yeah, like exactly. You, you just slide off. You just have to have, you just watch a YouTube video on exactly where to grab that panel. I've already blacked out my PS5. So I don't have any white showing anywhere on a PS5 accessory. I bought the black plates, black controller, black headset. Everything goes like that for me. So I've already I already had experience with just doing the plates, and that's the toughest thing. You just go back and you realize you got to put your hands in a certain spot and peel, like yeah. after a shift, and then peel, and then it just comes up. Yep. Cool. Just, Very you know, cool. Do your due diligence, everybody. Very cool. Tyler, I'll get back to you in a second, Phil, but Tyler, how's it going? Welcome back to the show. It has been a minute. Yeah, I got long COVID. Yeah. I'm fighting to stay alive. It's been great. Disappointing video games. Poker Face is fantastic. Everyone should watch Poker Face. I heard good things about that. It's fantastic. Natasha Leone remains amazing. The guest stars every episode are fantastic. It's good. It's good. Isn't that Ryan Johnson? It is. It is Ryan Johnson. Everybody (laughs) refers to him as Ryan, but I know. I know know the spelling. You, you, it does lend itself to Ryan. I I guess. Yeah, I was being a dingus. (laughs) That's what Tyler does, as take one of this show kind of proved. Um. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will not allow someone to to whitewash (laughs) Mr. Clarkson. It wasn't whitewashing him. It was an argument about Oxfordshire. <laughs> Wait, that's part of it. He's like, I'm not part of Oxford, and he's like, right there. 
15 minute walk. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I love oh, it. So yeah, no. So Tyler, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but so you've been kind of <clears throat> off and on with the cough for how long has it been? I don't even remember. Like October, September twenty second is when I was first sick, and I am Ugh. still sick. Today is a medium day. That wow. is crazy. Holy crap, Tyler. Sucks, man. I'm glad that you well can talk. I'm glad that you can come back and do this show. It means a lot to me. Happy that you're at least that good, but man, oh man, I know things got really crazy for a little bit. Yeah, there was there was a point <laughs> to just like here's here's a little a little teaser of the end of the world. There was a point when my local hospital was like, yeah, that's a te- that's a that's a fever that could kill you. Can't come in though. We don't have any room. Oh. Ambulances aren't running, so we're not going to transfer you to another hospital. And my poor partner has to be like, so what What do I do? And they were yeah. like, I don't know. Try to keep his fever low. Get the ice bath ready. <laughs> Jesus, that is crazy. What is this? Tra- tra- trailer of the Oregon? Like, Jesus. Oregon Express. Oh, yeah. Crazy. No, but honestly, glad that you're back. Glad you look good-ish. <clears throat> yeah. Like-, <laughs> <laughs> like, all things considered. Um, but honestly, it means a lot that uh, that you're back and that we're chatting all things, everything, because later on, we're going to be chatting something that uh, you brought up, actually, and that is the whole Activision Blizzard craziness, oh. uh, the possibility, <clears throat> will they, won't they be merging with Microsoft and what the hell is actually going on uh, and uh, with so much of so much to decompress there because there's this story Gosh. on the surface, right? It's. And I said it. I, I summed it up. That's what is on the surface. But once you start peeling that the, the layers of that onion, holy crap, it's a messy situation. It's a, it, is, it is a wonderful disaster and an encapsulation of kind of the problems and challenges of video games as a whole. It's going to be a good talk. A lot of people out there, I'm not going to name names, a lot of, lot of brain-dead coverage I've seen. Oh, there's a lot of brain-dead coverage about a lot a lot of stuff right now. It's just crazy. Like, you know, especially I know we talked about this about what 18 months ago. When we I, I actually I think it was me who went on the huge rant about IGN and reviews in general. But I find that that little issue that we talked about in terms of buying reviews and, you know, uh, reviewers afraid of being blacklisted, that is now a thing. Like that is a major issue. More than an issue. I don't know what it is. Like it's it, it, it's it's like re- the whole review game right now. It's it's almost like uh, it's it's rigged more than than wrestling itself. I would argue it's been that way for a while. Oh, now. it has been. We're starting to see evidence of like, you know, I'm not saying you have to like Kotaku, but it's pretty telling when Kotaku doesn't get advanced copies for being critical. Like that, something's wrong with the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Makes me wonder sometimes because some of our friends and partners a little slower to get back to me about stuff. Like, for example, a very popular show that's on a very popular network on Sunday nights every nine at 9 p.m. I was told, hey, we're going to be sending you stuff. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. Once the reviews for the first four episodes came out, they're like, oh, you didn't get the email. Oh, shucks. 
Oh, shucks. Mm-hmm. And what's weird about that is that I've been nothing but amazing to their shows, nothing but great, but I shit talk one of their subsidiaries. Right? Right? Oops. I mean, there's some... I mean, I feel like starting into this, like, the 2023... We're like what half? We're like halfway through Q one now. Yep. Oh, this is gonna be the. This is gonna be. If you thought the previous arcs were some anti-capitalist arcs, we got some <laughs> stuff coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun here on the Ant Cannon podcast. All right, question for the <laughs> two of you: Whoever wants to take it can take it. The Flash, uh, teaser trailer. Trailer, I should say. Did you guys Ooh, watch trailer it? And a teaser. I'm, I'm, no, I'm boycotting. Yeah. I figured, I, I knew I that was going to be your answer. <clears throat> I watched it. I, I like, came across it. That's like, I mean, Tyler. yeah, it's, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know well, how you take over Ladies and DC. gentlemen, he took off his glasses. They're above and his keep head. Ezra Miller. Yeah, I know. I don't know how you keep them. <sighs> hey, that, I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm just trying to put myself in their place. And outside of the fact that this movie is being used as the reset, I don't understand it. Because people have been let go. People have been fired. People have been blacklisted for so much less. And this isn't the thing before people start yelling and sending angry emails, especially you, Todd, from Tennessee. Um, You know, uh He's admitted to stuff. He's pled guilty in a court of Thanks. law to a lot of stuff already. Right? This isn't a yeah. allegation. This isn't This isn't an allegation. This is something he got caught right? doing and he's being held accountable. Well, supposedly being held accountable for. I don't know. I'm so torn. I am so torn inside about that. The way the way I read it is this. Right? James Gunn has already come out and done some very unpopular things with the DC universe. I don't logically see how this is a reflection on him in the sense that he didn't create the Flash movie, but he is green lighting it to go ahead. All right. So that in a way is on him. No, 100% on him. I just look at this and I go, it's probably been in the can for all of last year, this movie. Like they, they've, they've been hovering their finger on the reset button while the Ezra Miller shipwreck is happening and they've just been keep continually going, Nope, we're not pushing the button yet. Nope. We're not pushing the button yet. And then they go out and they get James Gunn and the other guy and they go, okay, well you're in charge of DC. Now you figure it out. Cause we couldn't even figure out whether or not to do this. Cause we're, we've got our hands full with Aquaman too. And all of what is that? Right. So they couldn't even get the gumption to do that. And then I guess well, James Gunn comes along, looks at it probably from the sounds of it, cuts out a couple more cameos, re-edits the film or somebody does, and then goes, we go with this and this relaunches it. And I'm like, oh, is that ever a bad foot to launch on? But yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But what's crazy to me, and, and I don't want to like get too deep into this, but just on the surface of stuff, right? Um, and I know just me bringing it up is getting into it. But you have, on one hand, Aquaman 2 and Amber Heard, right? Who yep. almost got fired over everything that happened and, you know, very public public stuff that happened in her life. Whereas DC, WB, Discovery has been so quiet about everything Ezra Miller. 
Yep. I agree. Well, and like they are still under some like they still have like some pretty hefty criminal charges coming over them. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Honestly, it's it's absolutely insane to me. Um so yeah, so we'll see what's going on there. Like I said, I'm st- I, look, as a geek fan who's followed DC his entire life, it piques my interest quite a bit. As a human being, ugh, ugh, hey, it hurts. I, I'm not going to lie. What I saw in the trailer was looked kind of fun, but it was tainted by the fact that I had to look at Ezra Miller's face. And I mean, I'm just not double really his face. fond of... Yeah, double his face, in fact. Like, I'm just not fond of the person after knowing what I know. But such is life. I'm also not fond of Tom Cruise and yet watch Top Gun too. So, yeah. I mean... And you can, like, I, I'm all for criticisms of Tom Cruise, but, like, Ezra Miller has been yeah. proven to at least have assaulted three people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like, know. Played I don't guilty. like him. I don't like and, him. I'm, I won't be seeing this movie in the theater. And most likely, if I don't get a home screener copy to watch, I'm yeah. probably going to be watching it off of a friend's server. So, <laughs> it's uh, I, no way am I going to really be endorsing this film other than if I do bother to watch it but I Not don't even to know for derail sure. this conversation more than I already have have you gone back to the theater Phil nope huh. I have not and I don't plan to yeah there you go because now they're talking about having stadium like seat prices that's be- AMC AMC is doing it, but and you, you know that I know your ass. I know. Odeon will do it's it the here. Domino effect. Once yep. AMC does it, Regal is going to do it. Once Regal does it, Cineplex is going to do it. Yada yep. yada yada. It's just ridiculous to me that I'm going to have to spend. Well, if you want to sit in this seat, it's forty five dollars to watch the film. But if you sit in the shitty seat, it's eighteen ninety nine. Screw that! Like you already do it to get the rumble chair and the <clears throat> all this crap, and you know what I mean. Like like there's already undemocratic seating going on but democracy is not why i go to a theater i just if i could i'd buy every seat in there and sit there alone and fart so (laughs) all right so not talk about little towns in england don't bring up ezra miller let's try to find a fun topic to chat about nintendo direct shall we (laughs) shall we talk some nintendo direct from last week all controversy New Zelda game, $70, American. What the hell is going on? Cats and dogs living together. And four games. Yeah, reused games on on the on the uh on the on the 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 switch with reused graphics and probably won't won't run as well. Because okay. it's basically wind of the wild walker. But that's what all the fanboys are complaining about right now. I mean okay. <laughs> but we got Metroid Prime. <laughs> yes, that's what I want to talk about. Metroid. Yeah. Sure. The, the I'm waiting for physical. 007. You're waiting for what? I'm waiting for the physical because uh, of Nintendo's complete willingness to scorched earth their digital back end. I'm like, well, I ain't buying digital shit from y'all now. Yep. Right? Not that. Then that brings up a whole other thing, right? It, it's, it's company by company, they have different... Uh, viewpoints on how they treat their digital properties and DRM is a hell of a thing, right? What? So if you have a company, you... yes, this is going to come up in our main topic. Yes, want to wait? Okay, 
Let's wait. That's what I was asking you. I was like, this is actually a really important part of our main topic. Yes. Let's wait. Let's wait okay. on this. As soon as I started talking, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> this is oh. part of the UK government's actual position. Yeah, exactly. And, and, exactly. and part of this relates back to the fact that, unbeknownst to you guys, the collapse of Stadia was a big payday for me. I was going to ask. I, I, it's, it's one of those <laughs> subjects. I'm like tippy toe around you. Um, hi, hey, Phil, how's Stadia going? <laughs> kind of sucking the big shit right now. <laughs> Excuse oh, my friend. This episode is just fantastic, gentlemen. <laughs> I know. We're not supposed to swear. Oh, oh no, no, no. We no. can swear this week. Doesn't matter. If we're on oh, the okay. free feed for SNME, oh, try to dial it back. You know, sponsors yeah. and all that. But- Stadia, Stadia just came out of nowhere after, you know, convincing us all that stuff is great in the Stadia world. And they they come out with with Chromebooks that are stream cloud supported, whatever that means. Like I'm thinking, whoa, the energy is really coming together with Stadia. And then they just drop it on a day in, in like September or whatever. And they just say. Uh, guess what? January 18th, which happens to be Phil's birthday. Ah, we're pulling the plug. It's done. So bye-bye Stadia. I wasn't picking up the controller since then. Now, the good news is, is that they refunded all game purchases outright. The only thing they took money for was the subscriptions. Okay, which was 12 bucks a month. And any hardware purchased, they refunded through the google store as well if you have the controllers you have one year to activate them as a bluetooth standard controller so they're not as they're not as predisposed to become actual e-waste because they only worked with wi-fi and with the stadia service before so to be honest if you're going to shutter something google actually did something right, in my opinion. Because a lot of people, like, I got about $700 Canadian back Jeez. in video games, and I wasn't heavily invested in the environment. I know that some people I, got I think you were, 700 so, bucks is pretty heavily invested, my friend. Over Depends on the person. Over two years, yeah. that wasn't a lot for me. Okay. But, for, but I was doing stuff, actually, it was mostly due to the show because I was testing multiple games when they'd come on sale. Yeah, and I'd pick them up at deep discount and then play them and compare them to the newer end consoles yeah. and see what the experience was like. But I know guys in the Stadia community that got up to five, six thousand dollars. Jesus! And we all got refunded right before Christmas, so that was kind of like the Christmas payday for a lot of people. Minor Christmas bonus there. Hmm. Interesting. Now, has outside of the official statements that Google released to the public, have they sent the community anything? Like, what's going on? Are they being quiet? Have they told you all to fuck off? What's going on with Google? Uh, pretty much you could tell that their social teams were blindsided by it. So they were awkward. Um, a lot of the people that I know that had transitioned into Alphabet role, roles got laid off on the layoff, on the big layoff of mm-hmm. Google. So they felt doubly screwed in that transaction because they thought they were going to be okay and then when it came down to their teams the only people who got let go on their teams were the stadia team people so it really felt like an empty gesture 
And that's where Google tips his hand again as, you know, as much praise as I give them for treating the customers well. They treated, they, they were real D-bags to their employees. So yeah. That wasn't nice to see because we are, it was a small community and we did engage with the people who made themselves available on social media. So everybody got to know one another in the sense that the Google people were followed. Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, watched. There was that one particular woman. I forget her name. Grace uh, Yang. That's it. She was super into the community. She was the one that went to Alphabet and she got cut. Yeah, figured. That's unfortunate. Uh, that really sucks. Still angry. Yeah, of course, man. You put your so much time into something that you believe in, you know, and that's sometimes a hard part about working for some of these big corporations. Like you hear it all. Everyone has their opinion yeah. on these big companies, right? But sometimes you, 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 you work for them because you really do believe in whatever it is that you're particularly working on, right? Um, yeah. And then when you get screwed from that particular project, and then you get doubly screwed, it's just like the anger, right? Just It just flows through you like there's no tomorrow. Well, and, and she was very public about going through her, like, you know, her stages. But she definitely, last I saw from her, Social media post, she was stuck in the anger phase. And yeah. I don't blame her. No, I, I really don't. Well. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. Speaking of anger phases, have you guys heard hey, of what's up? <laughs> <laughs> You're still in your angst phase from, from your teen years, aren't you, Tyler? No, I, I went old man. And I've, I've you looped did around go old man. Yes. I've looped around. <laughs> Come back around. It. All right. Speaking of anger and angry people, have you guys seen what Ubisoft has done with their toxicity system? Oh, my gosh. All right. So, oh. reported by the BBC, I... Ubisoft has set up a new system at its Newcastle-based Ubisoft Custom Relations Center. Oh. Uh, the, this center typically deals with stuff like purchasing issues, uh, you know, complaints, your games suck, yada, yada, yada. Now they handle online toxicity problems occurring in its games. And to help staff be better prepared for more serious situations, Ubisoft has formed a deal with the Northumbria police. Now wait. this deal. Wait, 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 wait. What is the jurisdiction of the Northumbrian police force? Because <laughs> I bet it doesn't cover Oxford. America. That's where it is. Um, no, Northumbria is <laughs> definitely from Oxford. <laughs> Calm down, tranquilo. <laughs> <laughs> to provide a training... So this is what they're going to do. They're going to provide training-related online interactions in extreme cases when someone's life is threatened or some kind of serious potential harm could occur. Staff at the call center can fast-track that information to police. Okay, well, this is one of those situations, like, don't threaten the developers, no matter how crappy the product is. Or someone else. Yeah, but here's the, the thing. Developers and whatnot don't deserve death threats. They, this right? opens up a can of worms, right? Because if I live here and I threaten someone over there, what can they actually do to me? I don't know. I'm sure we're going to find out, right? Like, <laughs> right? Like, but, that, but that right there, that's... Do you want, do you want the list? Because I can give the list. Give me the list, old man. So they can swat you, which has already led to a few dozen deaths across Canada alone. And Canada is like, we're physically big, but we have half the population of the UK. On top of that, there are a bunch of right-wing nutters who've been doing stuff like, I don't know, attacking the power grid, trying to kidnap governors. 
that like, oh, they'd love to know where I live. I know because they've tried. Yeah. Yeah. You just get doxxed. They just yeah. they try to find some local nutter who thinks that you shouldn't get to exist. Fair enough, but that's all it takes. I, I would say Ubisoft would be better off pursuing trying to get skull and bones out to the public than chasing down this kind of stuff. Because oh, this is a developer that hasn't developed much to garner the hate. So how bad do they think skull and bones is going to be that they have to pursue this right now? I mean, this reeks to me of trying to redirect from the fact they still have not really fired anyone over the allegations yeah. from internal problems with the company. Oh, yep. 100%. This is a PR move. Yeah. But... Yep. In its PR move, there's more, so many more questions, and I feel like they've opened up Pandora's box. They may have. I don't know that anybody's paying attention to them, though. That's yeah, I don't, I don't know I've if I agree with seen, that entirely. I've never seen a company go from having its foot on the neck of the video game industry in the sense that they were putting out multiple games with relevancy and controversy both at the same time but at least they were putting games out to just disappearing Dega. like for their stockholders everything like Dega, Dega maybe yeah. Dega did that especially when they got rid of the hardware division right yeah yeah but it, it's just amazing to me in this day and age when they're sitting there and and you know what they're still pinned so heavily to mythic quest and yeah not because it takes place in their offices and they like I'm just like really guys like this is you're like hanging on by some hairs like good and evil three or good and evil two beyond good and evil two still in development it's taking longer it's actually surpassed the world's the Guinness Book of World Record for longest development over Duke Nukem stuff yeah like really <laughs> yeah, yeah they passed that last year and and people complained about cyberpunk yeah I know right. I knew that would get a look out of Tyler. <laughs> Gamers are pieces of shit. By the way, the new patch for Cyberpunk dropped in is really sweet. <laughs> to be honest, no, it's 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 a decent game now. Yeah, it is. I gotta right. I, I gotta play it again now that everything's out. I haven't played it since it came out, and I beat it way back when. Right? Uh, Go watch Edge Runners first. Oh my god, Edge Runners! That was a good show. Oh my goodness. That made me very interested in cyberpunk again. Really? That, and that was 10 episodes of anime that I actually rewatch. Yeah. Okay. Settle something okay. for me, gentlemen. What is okay. better? The cyberpunk, uh, what's it called? Edge Runners. Edge Runners or that arcane show? Edge Runners. Tyler is in deep thoughts, everyone. Oh, he's thinking. That's a tough this. one. It's a tough. Oh, they're both pretty good shows. They're both far better shows than I expected them to be. Yeah. yeah. Arcane's good. Yeah. I mean, I found that I, this is my argument for Edge Runners. <clears throat> Edge Runners was like getting hit. Like it was just like, it was like fast and it was emotional yeah. and it was very much, uh, it felt very bingy to me. I, I could just sit there and absorb two or three episodes in a row and was really interested in the character development and the romance and the world and all that. Whereas Arcane was very interesting, but it was slower paced 
and it felt like more of a commitment to watch but it was always well voiced storyboards were good you know what i mean like everything it was worth it at the end of the episode mm -hmm. but everything felt significant more investment from me as an audience member whereas maybe it was because i'd already been in the cyberpunk universe yeah. a little bit or whatever but i just felt instantly and i referred it to all my friends who don't watch any anime at all and they all loved edge runners because of the violence and because of just everything was appealing for them they were just like this felt addictive they they really felt like that drew them in no I, i'm with you i also think that arcane had a lot more characters that you benefited more from knowing more about versus edge runners had two characters that exist mm -hmm. in other ip in other versions of the ip No, I, but that's and grab yeah. aspect of edge runners. It was very much, here's its own little thing. It can relate back to the source material if you want it to. And if it doesn't, if you haven't done the source material, it's yeah. a fun ride. Oh, it's yeah. just a fun ride. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right. Um, yeah, so I, I need to watch those. Like, I have a list of stuff that I need to catch up on. Twenty twenty two is just the year that I avoided a lot of stuff, to say the least. Uh, both of those shows being some of that. Uh, <clears throat> let us talk. So last week, Phil and I, you and I, were talking about Disney, um, and you know we were waiting for the other shoe to drop, and we knew this was coming, but it was announced uh, last week. Uh, Bob Iger. Had his first earnings report since rejoining the company, and he announced that job cuts were coming as part of a wide restructuring of the media giant. So they need to cut costs by $5.5 billion, and the 7,000 layoffs amount to about 4% of the company's total workforce. There's going to be restructuring happening within the company. Disney's content production and distribution divisions are now going to be one single unit. Sports is the exception, with ESPN becoming a standalone business division. A lot of people were thinking that Disney was going to offload espn but bob Iger said no he says uh, we did not do it for that purpose espn continues to create real value for us we just have to figure out how to monetize it in a disrupting world in other words not yet yes exactly exactly <laughs> also in that same announcement when you cut four percent of the workforce let's announce that you people are getting sequels to some very popular franchises, including Toy Story, Frozen, and Zootopia. Happy. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Disney for you. Merchandising opportunities. Hey, creatives are more in charge instead of the accountant types? Disagree. Hard disagree. Oh, no? Well, well that's not... Why would you get sequels if the creators were in charge? No, no. What I'm saying is they in the restructuring, they got rid of some of the accountant types that, that JPEG had put in, and they returned it under some creative leadership. So Iger's always been, you know, publicly about the creators should be the ones creating, and the accountant people should be doing the accounting, not the accounting people leading the creators, which I is what JPEG did. 
That sounds real good in PR, but who trained Chapek? Oh, I know Iger. So I'm I'm confused about it too. I agree. Like there's there's discrepancies all over. But the fact is, is that Iger left Feige alone with decisions. Because Feige made first money. move was put somebody above Feige. And that's true. Here's the thing: Feige was on the outs, right? Like we, what we used to talk about when what in the original incarnation of this show, Tyler, uh, the yep. big war within Marvel Studios, right, and the entire movie. TV division, there was a legit war. Feige was almost ousted in the middle of his yep. most popular run. Like it's crazy when you think about that, right? I mean, I, I, I have become increasingly skeptical that you a lot, nah. Of, nah, that a lot of the decisions made by companies like Disney or Warner Brothers, for that matter, at least half of them are luck if they turn out to be good. Mm-hmm. Right, you have become such an angry person. I love this incarnation so of Tyler. <laughs> this is, look, this is the way I see it with with what I read. Now, what I read was the PR. So, sure, Tyler's breakdown is obviously more inclusive. Well, I mean, but- we got to remember that Iger in his last year working for the company, and this is like typical. The problem with modern. Big corporations. His takeaway the last year he was at the company was $45.8 million. So, like, one year was enough for him to pay. If he's laying off 7,000 people, if he just, if we just got rid of his salary, that's that's $7,100 per employee he's firing. Yeah. No, I for one year, and that's not not the rest of the C-suite. So you have to do this thing of, like, is he adding that value to the company? And this laying off of all of these people is I think this is just trying to goose the shares because that's what it cares about. Yeah. That's right? like, all anyone cares about. It's the yeah. shareholders, right? So Shareholder value, and that's all that matters at this point. And we're seeing it so much more, so much more, so much more. Here's something interesting, yeah. though. Um, I, w- sorry, go ahead. Finish. I want to say I have, a, I have a separate thing. I think also this is like we were talking earlier about how much with Ubisoft they're trying to distract. I think this is a double distraction, right? Because it's the obvious distraction if he was like, a bunch of new announcements and 7,000 layoffs. He ain't talking about the fact that the Florida government is removing a bunch of their tax credits and oh, is yeah. removing a bunch of their special treatment, which is going to be brutal yeah. on their bottom line. Yep. 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 Well, yeah, I, that's I something see this. big time that it, we have to remember. And that's just because of... <sighs> the way that a lot of people are putting it is because of their quote-unquote woke policies uh that the florida government is cracking down and removing a lot of their tax credits no i mean well okay but i thought you're the small government people exactly but that's you know how you know how it is down there you know that's u.s politics but i i see it as this though and there is i'm not trying to say it's legitimate but i do understand a portion of it in the sense that you go out and you acquire 20th century fox you have all of these different movie studios, all these different movie studio head offices, and you have duplicate jobs. And they just said, okay, we're amalgamating under one branding, which means that we don't have all of these houses to staff, per se. I still don't condone it in the sense that letting people go for the sake of, you know what I mean, just letting them go to get a bottom line or a shareholder uh, uh, response isn't a good deal especially in this economy 
it, could you have held off on it or should you have done it earlier or I don't know what the that answer is but I do know that I'm not overly shocked when companies tighten belts after big acquisitions and the dust settling so to speak but that being said that that deal was done a while ago well look at wb discovery right yeah um here's something funny about disney haha ha, funny they lost 2.4 million subscribers in the last three months of 2022 <laughs> that's the first documented loss uh disney's income was bolstered by the performance in its parks division the revenue from theme parks and experience rose 21 percent to 8.1 billion the company's total revenue was $23.51 billion, which exceeded analysts' expectations by a few million dollars. But yet, they still have to get rid of people. Yep. And, and Netflix says, hold my beer. Oh, my God. Wow. It's, like you can re- it's like you can see my screen. Because literally, I was going to segue this into Netflix account sharing update. And the tide is rolling here in Canada. Oh, <laughs> Tyler, guys! I oh, we, I wish this was video because you can see when Tyler has something to say. Have, oh, have, I thought we were doing video. <laughs> have you seen the? Um, have you all seen the class action against Amazon? No, not no. yet. I heard a, of it. Did you hear that in Canada it's illegal to be biased against people based upon their IP? So what Netflix is doing is. Possibly illegal in Canada, so there's a class action coming together. Oh, shit. Because, as you two might know, there's a little little company called Tech Savvy, which is one of the ISP providers for Ontario. But they use floating floating IP addresses because they're a reseller. Yeah. Yeah. But also if you use, like, a VPN or any sort of security in Canada, it just breaks Netflix's thing. Well, apparently there's some kind of thing where you get to re-authenticate yeah, sure. or something like that yeah, where they'll send you an email. But you have to still... re-log in and then you can use your yeah. VPN. Still against the rules. Still against the rules. Yeah, fair enough. Man, Whoa. but like okay, but look at someone like me, right? I do a lot of traveling. Yep. What's gonna happen? How many times is my account gonna get locked? Every seven days. Fuck Every seven days. That. No, look, I want I want the Canadian government to just take Netflix's whole situation and just knock that dick in the dirt. Just knock it in the dirt. (laughs) Like, okay, let's talk about this. So this is the way that I've understood that it works. Because they're very wishy-washy on details. You think you can do something like what Crave does where you have to register devices. No, they one-up it. They go from account sharing to telling you to share your accounts to your primary account. To saying... To upsell so you can share your account. Yes. Yes. To upsells. Yeah. Oh, my God. That step was important of buy this and you can have four, four separate. You can share it with your kids when they're away at university. That was part of the marketing push. All right. Yep. So not only do you have to register your devices, on top of that, there is your home and your home network. And anyone outside of that home network gets dinged as an outside account. Including you if your IP changes. Exactly. Including you if your IP changes. Including me, who I stay frequently at my parents. Including me, who travels a shit ton. Like, this well, breaks. Aren't, hang on. Aren't 
all of our IPs dynamic, like we are in DHCP territory. Yeah, welcome to Canada. Yeah, dynamic host control protocol. Like, oh, it's a broken of, system. Like, like five Bell, like mm. Bell five Bell everything. Mm. Rogers. It's not just tech savvy. Tech savvy are the one company that don't want to publish names to IP. Yes. Well, there was had the whereas, worst problem because their IPs change more often than other people's. Right, but they they are also one of the ones that stand up for the customers. I believe, 100%. If, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Oh whereas yeah, Rogers and Bell. Rogers, well, you know, like, you're going to be roll right over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but no, Tech Savvy is Tech Savvy is phenomenal. This episode is not sponsored by Tech Savvy, but I'll take your money. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. Because they're fantastic. Love them. Go tech savvy, wow. fight the good fight. Oh. So yeah, this whole Netflix stuff is absolutely insane. Like, I just don't like my balls hurt thinking about this. So, I have a I have a question for y'all on that one. All right. Do you think streaming works? That is the most vague question uh. you can ask. No, no, like so. So I I can I can I can lay it out some more. So part of the issue is what made broadcast television work was one of was two things. Was number one, we never knew the real numbers. You got Nielsen ratings, that didn't mean shit. Yeah. Nielsen ratings are notoriously bad. And number two is you had no idea how good or bad an advertisement was. Mm. But because of the internet and Netflix or Disney, they know. So okay. Does streaming work? Here's the thing. It's great for the Netflixes of the world. They don't need to share numbers, and they know exactly what's going on. They know they have a lot more control over personalized ads because of the internet, right? Um, yeah. yeah, it's great. But, for ad, but ad prices have, have plummeted. Yeah. Well, here's, here's where we relate to upcoming episode, right, about okay. streaming wars, because you have to look at now, you have to look at Pluto TV. And it's basically offering linear TV over streaming. Have you seen what's available on Pluto TV? I've not even okay. bothered to look. I'll tell you this. They have, and I love this for this very reason. I'm not crapping on them, but, you know, it is what it is. They have, number one, I think they are uh, sponsored by Global because uh, you get the Amazon Prime. You get the Stack TV uh, commercials left, right, and center. That's fine. I don't care. Sure. There's three channels that I've. They're owned by Paramount. Got so you know. got a hard on on with. Number one, the Hell's Kitchen twenty four seven channel. Can yep. keep it on that in the background. Cool. Just like Roku has. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Just like Roku. They have a Forensic Files twenty four seven channel because nothing. Just like says, Roku. Yep. Nothing <laughs> says let me go to sleep like hearing about grisly murders. Number I mean, that's what works in this household. I know. Same here. Number three, they have a 24 7 um, Unsolved Mysteries channel. I think that's also on Roku. I'm pretty sure it is. I think it is. I, I'm pretty sure this is just worse Roku. <laughs> Roku is not good. Hashtag worse Roku. <laughs> but here's the thing, though there's a market for it, and they get linear advertising, right? So they're just putting in the commercial breaks with commercials, and they're not charging anybody. Like supposedly they're taking your data, but oh, they're, but they're again, charging you at what price? 
Well, they're selling you. What did they're it selling cost your you? Data. Yeah, so it that's, costs you. It's not but free. That, so that's Roku on their free channels. That's Plex TV, which also just does it. That's the CBC Gem app. Yep. The CTV app as well. Is that still that is still around? Oh, yep. oh yeah. Actually, hilarious story <sighs> about that. I bar let someone use that uh, account because they wanted to watch Jersey Shore. Sure, whatever. Um, she was telling me last week that in the span of one hour, the the app must have crashed, and I question her sanity also for 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 putting up with this. In the one hour, forty four minutes. Of what? a Jersey Shore program, she had thirty something ads. Yep. This is why I bought YouTube Premium, everybody. But, but that's the thing, right? Is it's like so now they have incentives to make the system just terrible. But yeah, hey Phil, what happens when all of a sudden YouTube's like, yeah, YouTube Premium's gonna have like it's gonna have some ads. Oh, I know. We'll then, have YouTube Gold. Then I'm I'm getting mad, right? But like right now at work. I get linked this this YouTube tutorial about something to do with the phone. Sure. I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And Boris won't know what this feels like because I'm just sitting there going, there's an ad. And the other guy's like, yeah, it's YouTube. And I'm like, oh, I'm on my work. I'm on my work browser and I'm not logged in with my personal because I'm like, the hell is going on there's ads like the the tutorials interrupted by an ad like what's going on funny that you bring that up because like i forget that i'm on your premium because we're family right it's fast and it's all about family um i send a link to youtube to someone and they're like i can't watch this it has like a thousand ads no it doesn't oh (laughs) yeah oh shit yeah it does thanks phil By the way, speaking of family, <laughs> speaking of family, I forgot about my Nintendo subscription. Oh, I was wondering about that. <laughs> no, it, no, I it's there. It got renewed. I just forgot about it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't upgraded us yet to the to the to the other one where the we can get N sixty four and and stuff. Oh, I upgraded my PlayStation to the super premium. Holy cow! that in game pass <laughs> like what the hell is going on with subscriptions yeah all right because this has been such a cheery and happy episode let's talk about something super happy and that is the latest episode of the last of us i'm behind you're behind how behind? Yeah. how behind uh my partner wants to watch episode three with me because there's no zombies in it so we're waiting on that <laughs> Oh. Yeah, so you're gonna skip episode five, um, Phil? Oh no, yeah, no, no. My partner, only, my partner doesn't watch the rest of the show, but wants to watch that one because heard good things and there's no zombies. Well, there you can just zombie. rewatch it with her, right? That's not allowed in this house. <laughs> we have a series of rules. We have a series of negotiated terms that have been laid down through a series of. Contractual negotiations. The T and C of your marriage. I love it. Look, we opened with a discussion of expectations and obligations, and we're going to close with. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing! Anyways, Phil, 
Episode 5, The Last of Us, came out on Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Joke's on us because we have to wait extra long for the next episode. What'd you think of it? Um, It was really good, and it was dark <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. I've, I've never felt like I was on such an emotional roller coaster since episode three. And this is someone um, who has been through a divorce, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this this one. Well, I've played the game, right? Yeah. So I'm walking in. I know in episode three that Tyler hasn't watched yet, but I know it's about Bill and Frank. So I'm like, okay, I know certain things about Bill and Frank because I played the game. Was that episode at all what I expected? Not at all. Am I happy that they had that take on it or that they f did what they did with it? Very much so. It was a great episode. One of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. This one might come in as number two in the series for me because it told a story that I knew and it still made me cry at the end. So, you know, just like I cried, ugly cried in episode three, I ugly cried in episode five and I had a difficult time getting to sleep Friday night because... I even went on the internet and watched other people's reaction to the episode. Why would and you do that? That was no. absolutely devastating to watch some media personalities who didn't even see it coming. And I'm like, whoa! There whoa, is this is an interesting episode. There is something <clears throat> great. Is maybe not the right word to use, but there is something great to watch the reaction of people who have no idea yeah. about this story. And this guy is behind in the game and went and watched the show and he has kids and yeah. Yep. yep. In his recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It just, uh, Christian yeah, no, Harloff. Really... I'm shouting you out. <laughs> Sorry, who? Christian Harloff. There you go. Man, no, honestly, that episode it had a little bit of everything, right? It was probably the most Walking Dead episode yeah. that you're going to get, uh, I'm assuming, in the series, because there was a lot of stuff going on at once. But the emotions, oh, my God, every emotion that you can humanly feel was felt in that episode, and it was really well done. I know a lot of people aren't weren't too thrilled with the casting and the portrayal of Kathleen, it is what it is. Yeah. I think. Good to see you know, Rose again. Sorry. Good to see Rose again. I yeah. was waiting for Charlie Sheen to pop in. Come on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I like the episode. Look, if they gave them, if they gave her more of a backstory, I'm sure it would have been better. But not everyone is going to get a backstory. Uh, you know, we're I, we're already five episodes in, going into episode yeah. number six of nine. Okay, that was going to be my question. How many episodes? Nine. I literally have not looked up anything. Yeah, there's nine so, episodes. So, so the one thing there. that did that did surprise me was I saw an interview with with uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, and Pedro was in his full Chilean accent. So that was a little bit like, oh yeah, he does talk like that because he's from Chile. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty interesting because with his Mandalorian and his his Last of Us, I'm I'm get, I'm used to his North American accent, if, if if for lack of anything else. 
Bella Ramsey, I didn't realize she's full British. Yep. <laughs> so I'm just like, when I watch The Last of Us, I go, I really didn't pick up on any of that. So good on her. You know, yep. I think she's doing a good job. I think so, too. It's been a fun show. Some people don't like her, but whatever. No. Uh, I do. The same people who don't like her now, just wait till season two. Tyler. Oh, I know. Seen... She released a statement today. <sighs> really bad. And she said, if you thought episode three, three was challenging, you ain't seen nothing yet. She, I think <laughs> she said, and I quote, get used to it. Yes, that was it. That was it. Yep. Tyler, <laughs> you've only seen two episodes. What are your initial thoughts on the show? It's fantastic. It's heartbreaking and fantastic. And they should stay mad. Yeah. yeah. Stay mad, Grognards. Die mad. Oh, yep. There you go. Come right. on. Let us shift gears to the topic du jour. Tyler, how are we gonna how are we gonna approach this? Do you want do you want to take the reins on this bad boy? Well, I think that there's two major parts to talk about. Yes. Right? So one is the specifics of the Blizzard Activision case where the UK has basically said you can't buy I can't remember the name of the other company Kings King something you can't buy them without some oversight which glad to see I I love to see a government doing what a government is supposed to do <laughs> what they were loving what they got their jobs for fantastic to see um, and the other part is what is kind of the broader situation regarding what is antitrust and anti-competition. Yeah. Might make sense to do... I think it might make sense to do the broader bit quickly up front and then kind of do the specifics and go from there. So really broadly... Oh my god. Uh... 1890s we were like holy shit if we let multi-millionaires get too much money they can just create slave towns we just create feudalism again by accident yeah but worse because we don't grow the food they are shipping it in from elsewhere it's bad so you got the sherman antitrust act in the, in the states you got various acts elsewhere but generally even if you like capitalism there are flaws to capitalism, and generally speaking, most people thought, hey, companies getting too big, or companies buying out all their competition, which even if you like capitalism, if you're a capitalist, you got to believe in markets and market efficiency. If you get a monopoly, you have no market efficiency. They have no incentive to do anything. Yeah. That okay. happened. Yeah. This is hilarious. So I am reading an article right now. Didn't sure. open this literally until... Now, didn't even look at this thing. This thing was published February 10th, 2023. Literally just opened it now. And sure. people didn't hear this because this is our second take of the show. But my original take was the will they, won't they. I, I equated it to the Ross and Rachel. By God, I need to become a writer. This is literally how the article starts. And this is from... Uh, gamesindustry.biz. Love it when there's a dot .biz. All right. Just so you know how they're legit and how you should be comparing yourself to them. <laughs> business, business, but, business. But, but, but <laughs> take this for as you want. 
It's been over a year now, and Microsoft and Activision Blizzard have officially become the worst will-they-or-won't-they of all time. Yes, even worse than Ross and Rachel. I, okay. <laughs> have fun. Like it's just, it's such a like it's a nonsense comparison because it's really more of like a Romeo Juliet, if anything, because it's outside forces that won't let them. But also, like, you shouldn't be cheering for this. I know. Oh. Right? Like we, we talked earlier about how, oh my god, video game prices are going up. And all of a sudden, if Sony does it, Nintendo could too. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens if you have market-based economies and there's not enough competition. Yep. Yeah, and it's only getting worse because right now Sony Sony and Microsoft are in this bitter, bitter feud right now. You you see it come up from time to time. Uh, but right now, yeah. Sony and Microsoft are just battling left, right, and center, so much so that even just recently, um, Sony accuses Microsoft of quote unquote harassment in a court battle. Sure. Yeah, that's that's how you do this. Yeah. Microsoft yeah, accused Sony of stalling. Microsoft or Sony that accused. Sorry? They probably were. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Ugh, this is crazy. This is crazy. But anyways, the point I'm trying to make right now is that both Sony and Microsoft are just trying so hard to buy everyone up. Everyone under them up. And this, you know, and, and I think the biggest case right now that we're seeing and we're seeing a lot of pros and cons depending on what side of the fence you're on is the whole microsoft activision saga right uh activision blizzard king is kind of what it's being known as right now yeah this is crazy this is this is the trend though they go out they buy everybody new studios crop up then they become the new ea's activisions when's the last time one did EA. Well, I'm just saying Activision started out as like what? An Atari 2600 cartridge. So it's been around for a while. Yeah, but I'm just saying they built up to this. It's going to take a while for the next cycle. But they don't get but my counter is they don't get to anymore. This yeah. is the problem is you're like they'll just build up and I'm like like who Mojang who got bought out? Yeah, that's true. BioWare who got bought out? Yeah, they get picked up so early that they don't even get to develop anymore. And that is literally, that is a dominant strategy of how big companies can create oligopolies and monopolies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because it's just, they buy up the competition. And Facebook does it too. Oh, yeah. Oh, tech companies have been doing this for years. And it's it, 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 was, it was supposed to be illegal. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this. Okay, so in the UK, the whole King Activision Blizzard King deal is yep. being scrutinized. Why, Tyler? So the short version is for a lot for the eighties until very recently, the dominant theory of mergers and acquisitions was if it doesn't affect the consumer, it doesn't count. Like it's not a, it's not a problem. Yeah, and I'm simplifying, but broadly speaking, it was like. Amazon gets to keep getting bigger and buying people because the consumer price isn't going up. Yeah. That being said, as of right as of this week, the official average Amazon cut for products on other people sell on Amazon is over 50%. Yeah. Because they're not squeezing consumers, they're squeezing everyone else in the equation. Yeah. And very recently, we have what's called the Neo Brandeis School, in part done by Lena Khan, who's the current acting head of the FTC in the States, who she kind of says, like, that's a that's a bad theory. 
It's a bad theory of how the world should work. There's a bunch of problems. Like, I saw it growing up in a small town of, like, Walmart came to town and shut everyone else down because they had lower prices. And then all of a sudden, Walmart's prices go up. Yeah. And you're like, well, now what do we do? And it's your town dies. Yeah. Yep. So what's happening here is, to their credit, from all the reading I've looked at, I don't know why the UK government specifically was the one to go after this, but they're being competent. Like, they are... Let me tell you why. This is my theory why. Since the 90s, the UK and the European governments have been cracking down on monopolies because they've been scared of monopolies. Look how many times Microsoft has been cracked down on in Europe. That's yeah, no, why. that's why they're competent. So. That's why they're competent, and with the, they see the writing on the wall. I just mean why the UK over like the rest of the EU. Oh, oh, because the nice. UK has a much weaker negotiating position now, right? Right, because they they're they are a much smaller economy at, on their own uh, with the Brexit than they were when they were like we're one of the three big powers in the EU. Yeah, right, and. And now they're like, I, 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 what it is, I'm like, I don't understand why it's not Germany and France. I don't understand why it's not America. But like, isn't this isn't this a, a strategy by that commission to get ahead of everybody else in negotiating rights on this? Wait, what because, does that mean? Because if they're the objectors, then they get to dictate or give a set, which is what they've committed to by, what is it, mid mid-April or something like that, they're basically going to say in their objection that we don't think that you should be doing this with Call of Duty, so maybe you should spin out Call of Duty as a separate company, much like they did with Internet Explorer and Microsoft and whatnot. They've already done this in the past. Well, that was causes, out in America. Yeah, but it caused... Well, it, was, it came out of the UK, though. It was, it was their initiative, I believe. So, so what, you're saying, what ends up happening is they get to dictate what the merger what the merger is going to be because they're the first ones to really object to it, which is why the Federal Trade Commission filed the lawsuit because everyone's trying to get into a little bit of a battle of who gets to dictate how this merger happens. If anything, most of Bobby Kotek's reaction to this European thing is this signals that the, the deal is going to go through from his perspective. Because it just means we get to now negotiate with this trade commission until the trade commission agrees to it, and then we've got another one, right? Like that's from their perspective, that's the way they do business. Well, so I mean, that's been the large speculation that I've to, read. To to break it out, to me, there's two issues there. Of number one is, yeah, if you're Bobby Kotick, historically, like you said, the last big FTC intervention was Microsoft uh, Internet Explorer, right? They've given passes to pretty WB egregious discovery. stuff. Like, yeah. so much that I think a, a common sense reading doesn't justify. Um, to your thing of the UK setting the terms, I don't think that's right because they don't have any, they don't have as much pull, right? Like, if the UK says our terms are... You cannot have Activision and Blizzard and EA and another one of the companies. Like, it's, you can't have all four. And America comes in and says, no, fuck that, we're breaking you up entirely. Like, America's just going to be able to supersede them. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah. You know, so to quote benefit- my international law prof, when you're the biggest guy in the room and you have a boot on everyone else's neck, really you get what you want. So for the and, and the issue, the issue here, I'm I'm just going to quickly say this though. Yeah. The issue here, and Bobby Kotek pretty much said it last week, was that the UK is battling to become the next Silicon Valley. And he's saying if you scuttle this commission, you're going to be Death Valley. That was his quote. That is, yeah, that Bobby Kotek's full of shit. Yeah. I, I know. He's using, like, bullying tactics in this, like, very well, publicly. Well, it's, like, that's, that's a not very veiled threat. <laughs> no, it's not even a threat, though. It's just, it's just, it's just talking out of his ass speaking frankly like well he's just saying the this case. is where no, no, people no, like, are going to avoid okay he's wrong though like he is factually wrong if, like again if you look if you want to be a capitalist society and you want to foster innovation antitrust law fosters innovation it means that the smaller companies get a chance to compete before getting bought out yeah okay so and for the for, the, for our listeners have yeah. terms been put in place in the UK or in the US for this merger to officially happen? Or is everyone no. still in the discovery, uh, you know, showing their dick phase of this? Um, They're still trying to figure it all out, right? Like, so I don't think the US... I don't think the US has done anything short of, we're going to do something. We're, 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 we're opening the door. That being said, like the, the US FTC is in the middle of Biden hasn't because of American politics stuff. Biden hasn't been able to get an actual FTC director in place. And he's only had the acting director. He's trying to get slaughter into place. Fantastic name for a woman or a man, whatever. Slaughter is a fantastic name. Um, into place to go to the FTC and he's trying to reset it and, and get a lot of people in part of the issue is the FTC is filled with people who have one view of reality that they are. It's some reports are suggesting that they are refusing to listen to the new management, right? Because they, hmm. they're like, well, we don't think it's the best way to do things. And the new management's like, <laughs> I'm the one who's been appointed and by the person who got the votes, like, um, so America's in the middle of that. The UK, you have to remember, like, Sanak is, is Sanak officially the prime minister yet? Like, the, U, the UK is also going through who's in charge, how much of a mandate do they have? Um, so the UK's provisionally concluded its investigation. Which is like, what? We've kind of maybe finished it. So they've they've floated a couple of options, which is a breakup. So a breakup is the government comes in and says, you got to break this company up, break a big company into smaller companies, and we're going to try to work with you to make sure these smaller companies are profitable so you're not just firing people effectively. Yeah. They've also suggested um, a number of, uh, I can't remember the proper term offhand, but basically a number of like agreements, which is like you can agree, like we'll let this go through, but you have to agree that like Call of Duty will be on the PlayStation. And like they floated even having me on the Switch for the next 30 years or whatever. Um, that being said, this is like to promote test- 
This is to promote competition. Yes. So this is, this is all to promote competition. The UK has the UK regulators have specifically said there are very few com comp competitors in the market. You need to make sure, if nothing else, that Sony and Microsoft are on comparable levels. Yeah. Because if one gets too far ahead of the other, that one just sets the terms. Yes. Also, to their credit, the UK regulators have kind of seemed to be like Nintendo's its own thing. We're not comparing them. It's not. It's not a good comparison. And it's kind of been like there might be problems there. We cannot talk about that right now. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. But the yeah, because the argument is if and, and they focused a lot on streaming services, and the argument is that if you let Microsoft get Activision Blizzard and it is able to build a streaming service, you both get to to have the advantage of network effects, which is, you know, you're on people who are on Facebook are only on Facebook because their friends are. They don't really like Facebook. So if everyone is much like Steam, everyone's on Steam, so everyone's on Steam. If one of these companies gets too far ahead of the other and they have a streaming service, everyone's going to be on that service because everyone's on that service. Yeah. And the other side is, you know, if you have all the good games, you have no competition. Yeah. So, officially, the UK has completed their initial findings, whatever that means. Have they set out official recommendations? No. No. Mid-May mid is when that's coming. Okay. Yeah. Now, that's in the UK. So, basically, <clears throat> so basically uh, as well, just know that the Blizzard... A PR person made a release released a statement on Twitter this past weekend saying The Last of Us proves that Sony has really good video games <laughs> and they've even monetized them further into a show, which so, should mean that this goes through. <laughs> so I mean that seems like a brain dead comment. I mean I said it seems like a brain dead comment. It does, but it I, isn't. I it, get it. Yeah. There's two parts of it that are clever. Mm-hmm. One is, is in part, it's like, yeah, look, they also have video games. They're actually com competing in the, and, and they are expanding. So in part, it's trying to be like, hey, remember, you can't just make this a conversation about video games. Yeah. Which I don't know if I fully agree with, but let's mm -hmm. concede that point for the time being. Its point is also, you know, if they can have that big and successful of a thing, the consumer is obviously not hurt, which is why I was bringing up that thing before. This old view of whether or not the consumer is hurt. Yeah. So that's a big part of it. The other side of it that's worth talking about that the UK regulators, again, to their credit, have done a really good job of. If they have, if they have differentiated between the different segments of the video game market, which we don't always see happen. So, like, they've been clever enough to be like. You know, Farmville is not the same as Last of Us. That's a different market. Right. Yeah. And Pokemon is, they've even been like, Pokemon's not the same as Last of Us. They are focusing on AAA gaming as a sub market. Which makes hmm. sense in the grand scheme of things. 100%. Okay. So that is a summary, summary of what's happening in the UK. Now let's look at stateside. Has the FTC said anything in terms of what Activision Blizzard needs to do in order to get bought up by Microsoft? Not that we know of. As of February 10th, 
the official statement is they have concluded their they've concluded their pre-trial hearings which is an opportunity for people to come in and be like this shouldn't happen for x y and z reason um representing lawyer for the ftc james weingarten said the commission had authorized settlement talks with microsoft but there are no substantive discussions at this time so they're talking and basically the ftc hasn't said what their concerns are they might have some concerns um but the fact they're not being public with them seems like it might be a good sign for microsoft right okay here's just some information that came out yeah. earlier today um oh. and this could mean nothing this could just be financials this could just be capital investors doing what capital investors do uh, but Capital International Investors, uh, they uh, they filed some SEC documents, and they right now own point uh, what is this point one percent of Activision Blizzard Inc. In their previous filing on February eleventh, twenty twenty two, they reported five point three percent of the company. So they've decreased ninety eight point six five percent shares and total ownership of 5.20%. So what we're seeing are some and, and just looking at the particulars there are less ownership stocks right now within Activision Blizzard. Is this just a case of companies doing what companies do, investment companies uh, because you know the, the the rod was hot last year or there's some rumblings within Wall Street in terms of something happening with this deal. Don't know. It's an interesting one, right? Like, it's interesting that all of this is happening within days. I know the SEC filings have to happen at a particular time, but I just find it interesting that people are bailing, not massive bailing, but people are bailing on Activision Blizzard right now. Yeah, I... But you also have a company that's scandal ridden and hasn't yeah. really addressed that. Right. So if we're going to joke about Ubisoft, we should definitely be joking about, you know, 100%. Right. Like they have just, I mean, I, I imagine someone in PR is or marketing is like, oh, thank God this is what I'm covering now. <laughs> exactly. As opposed to what? PR. <laughs> Let's talk about this. We don't have to get into huge detail, but again, for the sake of our listeners who are assault curious, allegations, heard, yeah. abusive workplaces, anti-union practices, the allegations Cosby of, room. Yeah, like <laughs> a cultural sexual assault and harassment of women. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. That's we've had employee walkouts, demonstrations, protests. It's been a litany of just especially, yeah, the past few years have just all this has come to light within their company organization and it's hit the fan. You know and the worst part is is that Microsoft doesn't well, they can't do anything. And this whole deal came in at such a time that Activision was handcuffed. They they decided not to do anything. Here's what makes me go, huh, about the world. You have Microsoft trying to buy Activision Blizzard, and the government is like, hold on. Got to see if this is good or not. Hold on. On the flip side, you have all these allegations and not 
one actual legit investigation coming from the government. Well, so part of the issue is because that's going to be state instead of federal for a lot of those. And the yeah. California government has a series of ongoing and active yes. investigations, yeah. including several that have like had results. Yeah, they've settled out of court, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, they, they paid fines. Big time. They Part of the issue fines. is how much of American but corporate criminal say, law though, is. It makes you go, huh, when you look at the big picture of how the world works, right? And oh, the, the divisions. Oh, surprise. Of, I know, I'm just saying. Ah. <laughs> and as well, like Raven Software, their, their, their testers are unionized now. There's a lot of different stuff that's developed within that place that, you know. Activision kind of let go because they're, well, we're going to be merging with Microsoft, we thought. And, um, yeah, Microsoft are going to play ball, whereas we wouldn't, right? Like, that's the predominant thinking is that Microsoft said, oh, we don't want to stop uh, unionization on this kind of stuff. So they went, okay, well, we'll just, you know, deal with it later if it doesn't happen, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean... To bottom line it for the listener, because a lot of this is the kind of thing that feels really esoteric and feels like it only matters to your politics. But in the day, like to look at it from a gamer's point of view, the question is, is what kind of games do you want to see get made and how much do you want them to cost? Because the, if Microsoft keeps getting bigger, you're not going to get. You're just going to get more Call of Duty games. And if that's not, and if you want more of Call of Duty games that are microtransactioned out the wazoo, if you want, you know, stuff continuing to degrade and become increasingly corporatized, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. All right. So before we go, got to ask you this in your gut of guts, as I like to say, in your heart of hearts, is this merger going to happen? And if so, what conditions are going to be placed on them? What's the future of the company going to look like? Tyler, I'll throw it to you first. I wouldn't put a lot of money on this, but I would bet I would bet the UK under Sanak or whoever their new prime minister ends up being as part of a trying to shore up power. Uh, they'll make a concession that's pretty milk toast and something along the lines of like you have to put a certain percent of your AAA games on all your competitors platforms at the same price or a comparable price for 10 years like for x years probably 10 to 20 and then they won't really enforce it yeah that's what i'm betting like i'm betting the government will capitulate and like lena khan you know it look it looks like they might ban non-compete clauses in the states which is like off oh, the last progress you, but no, with, for the record no non-compete clause when taken to court hell holds up anyways they they are widely believed to be non-enforceable in canada mm -hmm. Yep. And yep. Hmm? yep. Um, and in the States, a lot of a lot of places have them. And you're right, Boris. But the other side is like, do you want to have to go to court well, to prove it if you're the employee? Okay. That's the thing, right? Yeah. That's the flip side is how much litigation and money do you have to prove yourself in that sense, right? Especially in the States where like we don't have costs. In Canada, if you like if your opposing side brings a garbage case against you. They pay for your lawyer, yeah. and America doesn't usually have that. So right. it's very easy it to, be to be like... It has to be part of the terms of of, of litigation, right? Like, it, it's, 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 it's of, of, of settlement, I should say. And you don't always get it. 
Exactly. Like, it's gross. Or it can take years. Yeah. You'll be paid in 25 yeah. years. Oh, yeah. We, even if you get the judgment, then you have to collect. Yeah. And right? that itself can be a lawsuit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I've, I still haven't collected for, like, piddling small amounts. Like, I have clients who it's like, I've won the legal case. And it's for, like, a couple thousand dollars. And it's yeah. still pulling teeth. Oh. And it's like... I got. Have, I have to call the sheriff to like seize their property. Jeez. And it's like fine. <laughs> All right. So Tyler, you think it's gonna happen? You think there will be some terms? You might have to share the wealth. You might have to uh, <laughs> put your put your games on X platforms for X amount of years. But you don't think it's going to be really enforced because that's corporate. Well, that's the corporate yeah. world. Yeah, Bill? like it's the kind of thing where you know it'll be Call of Duty has to be on the PS5 and and I I I would say and the PC, but like they own that. Yeah, it'll have to be on the PS5 and Steam, and they'll be like, yeah, but it'll be it'll be it'll be like we have now, right? Of like, yeah, but you just won't get certain content. Yeah, Bill, what do you think is going to happen in the end? Same thing. I think uh, deal goes through. And I think that they come down with rules rules about what content goes where. And apparently, you know, Activision Blizzard is saying that really Microsoft are after the mobile division. So sure. at the end of the day, the cards will be shown. But I expect that it's going to be exactly the same as what the whole Bethesda deal was. And you're just going to see a lot of titles creep into the Game Pass and become Xbox exclusive when yep. they don't have these things. And just like Tyler pointed out, I don't know that anyone's going to enforce it because they're going to come up with Call of Duty X class. Yeah. Only on the Xbox. Yep. Or or get, you know, get DLC comes out two weeks early on Xbox through early access. Which it does right now on the PlayStation, but I think they're going to just start rebranding stuff and, <laughs> but, <laughs> and finding a way around the entire, yeah. like, whatever they come up with and to be clear i don't like that's happening on playstation i'm not yeah. anti-microsoft pro playstation yeah yeah no exactly. no it's yeah no we know i try yeah 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 i know you but for our listeners sakes now you guys either of you do you guys think that any properties or or or, or there will they be forced to create side companies from this essentially a split of activision and blizzard for example a split of the call of duty franchise into its own company it's i would possible. be i'd be so happy if they did i don't think they will yeah i think it's possible i'd love if they did but i don't know if they will yeah. i'm saying like 25 percent or lower that that happens yeah all right there you go there we go i think we i think we got through that yeah Right. I, I think we we understand a little bit better where we're at compared to some of the stuff I've read. <laughs> right, that's the thing. Right, there's just so much. Right, there's so much rumblings, and th we can do a whole episode on reporting and how reporting can make things a lot more confusing than they really should be. Oh uh, my gosh, modern reporting. No, okay, well, modern reporting or modern blogging because there's a big difference. What's the between, difference? Yeah, that's it's not reporting anymore. It's opinion. Yeah. No, 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 no. Those the op eds and reporting are different things, and they have different yeah. legal rules around them. I have been waist deep because of Alex Jones's failure to say he wasn't a reporter. Yes. 
Yes. I will note the other side of that problem is how much search engines are broken. Oh, oh that's what chat, chat uh, GP is for, buddy. It'll okay. fix everything, right? That That's what AI is for? It'll, It'll fix, fix everything? everything? It won't just put a new oligarch in power. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? All right. God. Let's... <laughs> that time all right everybody you can track us down at www.itscannonpodcast.com you can look us up on instagram twitter and facebook at it's canon podcast you can email us at show at it's canon you can subscribe via apple podcast spotify stitcher google play podbean patreon.com slash snme radio really anywhere where you find our podcasts you should find the it's canon podcast if you like what you hear be sure to subscribe and uh, let your friends know that uh, you like listening to the It's Canon Poncho podcast. No, the It's Canon Poncho. I like Poncho. the It's Canon Poncho. We're a Poncho now. We're a Poncho now. We invented Ponchos. I have so much to say about that one. Thank you for listening to the It's Canon podcast. A show where we chat about anything and everything, whether it be movies, books, comic books, video games, mergers and acquisitions. We got you covered here on the It's Canon Podcast. And gents, do you know what the best part of it all is? The murder show. <sighs> I hate you guys. It's oh, all it's- in canon. <laughs> He's Phil. He's Tyler. I'm Boris. Thank you so much. Until next time.